Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep things simple in our homeschool, or you'll just hear a lot about Jesus, because I truly do believe that the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we desire the things of this world, and then more naturally we'll be able to simplify our lives. So today I have a topic that's near and dear to my heart. I'm titling this one, Is Your Worldview Shaped by Your Newsfeed or by the Bible? Yes. Who are you listening to first? God or man? I feel like I've kind of addressed this topic in various podcast episodes and it sort of comes up often, but I just really, really have been thinking about this one a lot lately. And so we're going to tackle it. We're going to go for that topic today. So before we get into it, I wanted to thank our podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is an amazing um, publisher, Christian publisher of resources for the homeschooling family or the Christian family. There are lots of resources available, even if you are not a homeschooler. But if you are a homeschooler, head over to Apologia.com and check out all their back-to-school sales. You can save big right now on their curriculum. I'm a huge fan of their science curriculum. And um, I would love for you to go check them out, apologia.com. So like I said, today we're going to talk about our worldview and what it's shaped by. And you know, I think I've been thinking about this topic a lot because I've got teenagers. You know, I've got three teenagers now. I have uh, my daughter going off to college next year. So we're at this age and stage where... I've been thinking a lot about how social media influences them, but I also see how it influences us too, our culture. And so, you know, I talk about all things simple, and I think there is so much to be said for social media complicating things and distracting us and not letting us live as simply (laughs) as we uh, wish we could, right? You know, I have that nostalgia sometimes where I think back to years ago and what it was like before the information overload age and before um, we had even these influences in our lives that I don't think we even realize sometimes are there. And so, you know, all of this talk about social media and who's influencing us and getting back to the word is because I love to talk about simplifying and I love to talk about how can we live more simple lives. But at the root of living simply is like I always say, getting rid of the things that hinder us on our walk with Jesus. You know, I was looking at some of the comments today on the podcast and um, for the very first time I came across a negative comment. And so, you know, um, which is a blessing really, because I've been doing this a while and to just have one negative comment on the podcast that I've seen at least in this long is... um, is pretty good, right? So, you know, and and I take it and I take it to heart uh, definitely because I want to only be an encouragement and only be something that doesn't contribute to uh, mental clutter or junk out there because there is plenty of junk. So my mission here is to help you to simplify your life. And a lot of times I share about how we do that living out here in our little hobby farm or how we do that in our homeschool. But at the root of even all of those things is Jesus. 
He is the foundation of everything. And if we want to live more simply, which to me really just means, you know, living with your eyes fixed on your purpose. And as Christians, our purpose is Jesus, right? So, you know, if we are living with our eyes fixed on Jesus, we will then be able to tackle all those other things that are hindering us or distracting us or cluttering up our lives. Even physical clutter always goes back to Jesus. Like I said in the beginning of this episode, the more we desire him, the less we desire the things of this world, the less we feel the need to go fill up on a useless shopping excursion, the less we feel the need to maybe, um, you know, make our home look just so, or the less we feel that we need to invest in so much material items. But it also comes down to, as I always talk about mental clutter, and what are we filling up our minds with? And the more we desire Him, and the more we know His Word, and the more we go after Him, the less we desire the other voices in this world. And what I wanted to talk about today was the... Um, our worldview. Where are what are we letting shape us? Is it our news feed, our Instagram feed, our Facebook feed, or are we letting God's word shape us? So back to that negative comment. The negative comment was that um, my podcast is depressing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't ever think of it that way, and I'm sorry if I make you guys feel that way. And it said that I provide a lot of problems and talk about a lot of problems, but don't provide solutions. So I want to address that because I really feel like my mission is to provide solutions for many of the things that we deal with. And I honestly think the solution, I will always say this, is Jesus. Right When we have our hearts straight and we have our hearts set and our eyes fixed on Him and, and we're pursuing Him. And you guys know I love Jesus. And when me, myself, in my life, I am focused on that, um, that is, to me, the solution to many of the problems that I face or that I know that others face out there when we're grounded in the truth. So I hope that, um, and I, like I said, I, I take these things to heart. I, I want to make sure, you know, that um, if I am talking about issues of the world lately, um, that I am pointing you to what I believe is the solution, and the solution is Jesus. So I hope that I encourage you. You know, I also hear from podcast listeners all the time, and it blesses me so much that they send me um, really kind emails and say that I am encouraging to them and I'm helping point them back to Jesus. So that's why I do what I do. Um, and I do take it to heart and I will keep that in mind that when I'm talking about some hard stuff or some issues that we face in our world, I don't want it to be depressing, although our world can be depressing, right? But it's not for those of us who are believers you know, our circumstances may be depressing, but we have a great hope. We have a hope in Jesus. This world is not all there is. We have a hope for eternity, and we are looking to a future that is filled with nothing but hope and joy. So, I hope that um, for anyone out there who feels that this is a depressing podcast, that um, if that is the case, like I, I would want to know so that I can work on that. But I do hope that my um, intention to talk about some of these more serious issues lately is always to point us to Jesus. So um, 
After this episode, I'll probably be doing a few homeschool episodes, a few hobby farm episodes, you know, a little, maybe like a day in the life. I really want to do one of those kind of, uh, or a week in the life. Uh, Steve and I wanted to do one of those kind of a week in the life of, you know, us <laughs> and what it's like with um, our lifestyle. So we'll do some more lighthearted ones for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, difficult topics are something that I think need to be addressed and, um, they can be depressing, but we have a great joy and a great hope in Jesus. So today I wanted to talk about um, what is shaping your worldview. I've touched on this a lot, I think, on some of the other episodes, even as of late. But today I really wanted to focus that. Like, okay, so I have three teenagers, and it has struck me, and I talked about this recently as well on a past episode. It has struck me recently how different their worldview um, is being shaped by what influences them than what influenced us growing up, right? We had like the newspaper or we had the news or actually I told my daughter last night, you know, the worst influences came from like MTV, you know, but they have like all of that times a million because they have screens and they have instantaneous stuff and they are bombarded. And so, you know, I was discussing with her and saying, um, I don't want your worldview, I don't want you to be influenced by the world. I want you to be out there influencing the world, right? I told her, I don't let the world change you. I want you to change the world. Um, because, you know, we're in this place where we're starting to let go. You know, she's going to be an adult this year. And uh, it's a time where we have to really make sure that she's grounded. Um, and as I talk to her and we have these discussions, I realize that these discussions are just as pertinent to adults, right? Because face it, in our world today, most of us are getting our information from the internet. Um, most of us are bombarded with a lot more images and information than ever before in our lives. So as a Christian, there are a ton of good resources out there, right? And so what happens is we start following the pages that are providing those resources. And hey, I'm one of those pages. I know that you guys are following me if you're listening to this, right? So I'm right there in that. And I'm going to be like telling you, if I am ever a hindrance or adding clutter to your information or into your brain, you please unfollow me and delete. Honestly, I my purpose is to point people to Jesus, not to point people to me. And I always say this, don't listen to what I say, but listen to what God says. You know, my job or my mission or what I feel like my calling is from God is to point people to him, not to me. Um, so my messages aren't about me and about my opinion and follow me because I know the way. No, follow me because I love Jesus, <laughs> you know, and I'm going to point you to him. So there's a lot, though, out there that is shaping our worldview that we don't even realize, right? You know, it used to be like subliminal, subliminally commercials when we were younger. We'd watch TV and, you know, our families were worried about, like, what we were going to be influenced by on the television or on the commercials or on the radio or, like I said, MTV or something like that. And nowadays, it's just exponentially more what we are being bombarded with. And we don't even realize it. But say we're following people on Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is. And we start seeing these headlines, right? We can't possibly click on everyone and read them. So we see these headlines 
And we're immediately influenced them, what influenced by them, whether we realize it or not. And so if we are not truly grounded in God's word, what happens in our brain is that we start to be influenced little by little. Oh, I didn't know that the Bible says that. Like you might see an article that looks legit or it looks like it's coming from somebody who is quite legit. And you might start to think that that's true. If you are not grounded in God's word, I think that we are living in a culture that is so influenced by, and I use quotes, Christianity and cultural Christianity and headlines and sound bites and memes and things that sound good or make us feel good that we are forgetting to ground ourselves in God's word. So all of that stuff that we see out there needs to be secondary to God's word. And what my fear is that this culture that we're in for our teenagers and for ourselves is that we are being so influenced by everything else out there, by our newsfeed, it's taking us away from our first love. Our first love should not be Facebook. Our first love should not be, let me check my Instagram, let me check my texting, let me check my emails. Our first love should be, oh Lord, I want to open my Bible today and I want to know you. You are my first love. Lord, I want to know what you have to say. I want to know you more. I want to know the truth of your word. And then what happens is, Number one, you're so filled up on his word and his truth. You really don't feel like scrolling through Facebook or Instagram because all of a sudden those things aren't as appealing anymore. They're not as um, alluring to you because you've got God, you've got the creator of the universe speaking to you. Who cares what your Instagram feed says, right? Um, So there's that. And it also, on the other side of it, when you're so filled up with God's truth and you're a student of his word, you're not just reading it because you're supposed to and that's what a good Christian does. And let me journal a little bit about it and make a little pretty um, journaling page and check off that I did my Bible study and my planner. You're not just doing that. You're a student. You want to know God. You read it and then you go to those cross references and then you go to your concordance and then you're looking up another translation and you're just like going deeper and deeper and deeper because this is, this is like awakening something inside of you. The creator of the universe is talking to you and you want to know him. And you want to know what he has to say. And so you're so, you're so filled up with that truth. And you know when you read it that this is the absolute truth of life. So when you go to those other things, say you're harmlessly scrolling through your Facebook feed, right? I have nothing against Facebook or Instagram or any of those things. Believe me, I adore them. I'm on them daily. I use them for my ministry. So what happens is you're going through those feeds. You can immediately eliminate about 90% of your Facebook feed because you're like, uh, no, that's not true. That doesn't line up with God's word. Um, no, that is 
not true. That is contrary to God's word. If we're not reading God's word though, and we're not students of God's word, we're going to go through that feed and be like, oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, oh, that looks interesting. Let me read that. Oh, did you know that this person said this? It must be true. Oh, I follow that person and I admire them. So everything they post must be true. People, we're all just people right? And there are a lot of people out there with a lot of really good things to say. And like I said, I hope that my page points you to Jesus. And I hope that my page only does influence you in a good way because it points you to Jesus. And if at any time it does anything other than that, unfollow it. I do not want to add any clutter to anybody's life or any negativity or to take anyone's eyes off of Jesus. So I mean that wholeheartedly. So what happens is if we're not students of the word, if we're not always learning, if we're not grounded in the knowledge of the truth, everything out there starts to sound appealing. And all of a sudden, we're floundering from one idea to the next, from one opinion to the next, and either we end up very confused or we end up following the wrong opinions because opinions are from man. And we can't discern properly if we're not grounded in God's truth. We must know what does God's word say about that. And this is what I teach my kids. Everything you read, everything you watch on TV, everything you look at on the internet, every whatever it is, person you talk to, person you come encounter with in life, you must line up everything with God's word. And so, you know, I was saying this to my daughter recently, we're having a discussion and I said to her, just because you follow people on Instagram or whatever it is, and you admire those people, that should not shape your worldview. Those people should not have more influence over you than God's word. And we can go to church on Sunday and we can listen to podcasts and read articles and, and um, read books and go to youth group or go to women's Bible study. And we can do all those things because that's what we think we're supposed to do. And there we go. We're, we're growing as a Christian. But when you're alone with God, are you opening up his word with a thirst? Are you thirsting for it or is it a chore? And I believe me, I have not arrived in this at all. I go through times where I am on fire and I read my word and I'm so excited and get me that concordance and get me that commentary and I don't want to put this down because it's so good. And I go through times where I open it up and I'm like, I feel like I'm going to fall asleep. My mind is wandering. I don't really feel like doing this right now. So I'm not trying to sit here and say, I've got it all figured out and I, you know, I'm telling you what to do. We're in this together. But I do know, and that's why I do this, to encourage each other and to be real and transparent and say, yeah, me too. I get it. But I also do know that we're not meant to stay in that place and that we want to foster that love for God. I mean, and I've, I've used this, this before, right? This um, analogy, perhaps you've heard it in, in another episode or um, 
in a talk. I usually talk about this when I speak at conventions, but you know, I tell my kids, mommy and daddy are married and we love each other. We're in a relationship with each other. What would it be like if we woke up in the morning, mommy and daddy woke up and we walked right by each other, you know, ate breakfast, went about our day, had lunch, went about our day, had dinner, went about our day. And throughout the entire day, we never talked to each other. We never said hello. We never asked each other how they were. We never communicated. We just lived side by side. I said, that would be weird, right? You would think that was strange. You're not used to that. Well, that's what it's like when you walk by your Bible, sitting on your nightstand or your shelf. You're in a love relationship with God, and you should be communicating with him, not just walking by him every day. You think about him sometimes, right? But you're just walking by, walking by. When you're in a love relationship with somebody, you care what that person has to say. You're like hanging on every word, right? Think back to when you first met your husband, right? You're like hanging on their every word. And that's what it's like with God. You should be wanting to know him more. And the more you know him, the more you want to know him even more. And there's so much that we'll never know everything about him. So it's not like it's ever going to get dull and boring, right? You're never going to be like, well, I know everything about him now. I'm done with that. I mean, I know everything there is to know. So I'll just move on. Every day you're learning new things about him. Every day he opens up new ideas to you. Every day he's communicating with you through his word. You could read his word every single day. All of it for your entire life, and you still would just have a glimpse of him because he's that big and majestic and enormous and we could never wrap our human brains around him. So our entire life here on earth, we will never tire of him. We will never know all there is to know. There's always going to be more to seek after. And yet I worry about our culture because we look at the internet. We spend a lot of time there. We spend a lot of time looking at what everybody else has to say. And even if it's not on the internet, you're always buying books about what everybody else has to say, right? I remember early on as a Christian, give me every book there was out there about how to be a Christian. And through the years, I realized, you know what book I need to read on how to be a Christian? The Bible. (laughs) That's the book with all the answers. And there's very good books out there, and there's very helpful and encouraging souls out there. So I'm not saying we can't ever read or or uh, get help from other people, because I believe that God has put a lot of people in those places to help us. But it's the problem is when we start to let those things overtake our... Um, our time with God, and we know them more than we know Him, or we know what they say about Him more than we know Him. Now, the way that we can discern if someone is um, telling the truth about God is to know God's Word yourself, right? So that's why it goes hand in hand. Number one, you want to have a thirst and a yearning and a love for God above what everybody else says. And number two, you need to know what he says so that you can discern 
all those voices out there. And I do worry about the next generation being so filled up on social media and so filled up on so many voices out there that their worldview is being shaped and ours. I'm not saying adults aren't, but I'm saying, you know, I worry about the next generation as well. The worldview is being shaped by everyone else and not by the truth of God's word. So how do we remedy this? What is the solution? Get in his word. I mean, it's so simple, right? And you guys know my rule in the morning is that no other words go before my eyes unless I have read God's word first. And I don't use that morning time as my study time. I don't like, it's not my in-depth devotion study quiet time, but I make sure that the first words that cross my eyes in the morning are not an email. They're not Facebook. They're not a text. They're God's word. And those words then it, it affects your brain, right? That's the most important thing you can see in the morning. If you set your mind on things above first, it is so much easier to deal with the things below. Then I find time throughout the day to study my Bible. Right now, I have chosen to read through the entire Bible by myself. You guys know as a family, I've talked about this before, uh, we read through the entire Bible from front to back. It took us about two and a half years, but every single day we read something. We read you know, at least a chapter until we got through the entire thing. And it was a beautiful, amazing experience for us all. And now I am reading through the Bible on my own. So right now I'm in Genesis because I just started this. And so I'm guessing I'm about chapter 31 or so. And so I am reading through the Bible on my own and I have various ways of studying. I have um, application study Bibles, life application study Bible. I have a keyword study Bible that I love. My daughter got that for me as a gift one year and I love it. I have a John MacArthur study Bible. Um, yeah, I got all kinds of study Bibles. So <laughs> I will read through those, um, Bibles and look at the commentaries quite often. And like that keyword study Bible, that's the one when I really want to go in depth, it kind of, um, has me looking up the different words and then it references, you know, other verses that those words were used in. And that can just bring me all over the place. You know, I can get lost in that stuff. I love it. Um, and so that is my time. And then I have a prayer journal that I keep, you know, prayer requests and, um, I, I write down answers. I go back through that prayer uh, request, uh, list and I will record the answers because sometimes I forget to do that. And I go back like a couple of months and I'm like, Whoa, I forgot this was answered. And Whoa, look how God answered that. So that is very important to me that I do that every single day. Quite honestly, if you are even having trouble getting in God's word every day, like I said, number one, make it a rule. First thing in the morning. At least you know the first thing you did in the morning was read God's word. If all else fails for the rest of the day, you have read something. And I read a chapter in the morning. So that's what I do in the morning. Put verses around your house. Get an audio Bible. Fill up your mind. When you're driving in the car, turn off the radio. The way technology is nowadays with phones and everything else, you can listen to podcasts through your, your radio in the car. You can listen to um, audio Bibles. You can listen to sermons. I listen to sermons quite often. You can listen to good hymns. They're full of scripture, right? Listen to worship music. Whatever it is to keep you focused. Um, so that when your mind is filled up on these things, your worldview is shaped by the truth. And not shaped by what everyone else is saying. 
And quite honestly, we don't realize sometimes we think, oh, it's not really influencing me. I know the truth. But quite honestly, if you're spending a lot of time scrolling through a you know Facebook feed or an um, Instagram feed or whatever it is, it does start to shape you. What you fill your mind up with matters. What you fill your mind up with matters. You may think it's not shaping you, but over and over again, seeing things, it starts to infiltrate your mind or you start to believe everything you read, right? It used to be like, oh, don't believe everything you see. Well, don't believe everything you read because if you believe, if you start to read all these things, you get confused. There's those people that you know that like if it comes across on Facebook, oh, then it must be true. (laughs) You know, we all know those people where we're like, don't share everything, you know? And I'm, I'm even saying this to Steve all the time. I'm like, he'll tell me something and I'm like, that sounds odd. And I'm like, where did you read that? And he's like, on Facebook. And I'm like, I know, but where? Like, was it just the headline? Because see, if you're not really checking your sources, I mean, you cannot just read a headline. You must see where that source came from and then make sure that's a reputable source and make sure it's true. I remember reading something once and I always check sources and it looked like it came from ABC News. And I'm like, I mean, I know nowadays the news, you can't trust them either, but it wasn't like some like hooey website, right? It was like, you know, a national news. And then I looked at the very end of that uh, web address and it wasn't actually ABC News. It was set up to look like it was. People, we have to be very careful, right? You can't believe everything you hear. You cannot believe everything you read. Just because it's on Facebook, just because it's on a meme, I say this all the time, (laughs) doesn't make it true. But how do we discern? By going back to God's word. His word must be your ultimate go-to manual and you must use it like a filter. You know, we have these missionaries in our church that go to Haiti every six months and they bring these water filters. And so these are saving people's lives because these water filters are being brought down to areas where they don't have access to any clean water. So they will show us the um, way that they use these filters and they'll demonstrate right there at church. And so they'll put this filthy water in the bucket, you know, and it's dirt. There's like mud, you know, it's like dirty, dirty water. They put it through these water filters and out comes this pristine, beautiful water. And you're like, that's amazing. Well, that's what we need when we go on Facebook or we go on Instagram or just talking to people in everyday life. We need that filter. And that filter is God's word. And through that filter, we get rid of all that muddy muck and junk, right? And that sinks to the bottom. And what stays on top? The pristine, pure water, the living water. God's word is what is filtered through. And the truth, and we know the truth. And that truth sets us free. We are no longer bound to man's opinions. We are no longer tossed you know, to and fro by everybody else's opinions, but we are grounded and standing firm on the truth of God's word. How amazing is that? How amazing is it that we don't have to go through life with these questions and wonderings? What is it all about? You know, is this true? What is, you know, what do people think of me? What does God think of me? That is what we have to, that is what we know, right? We don't have 
to go through life being tossed to and fro, like it says, like a wave, you know, you're being tossed to and fro from one thing to another. We are standing firm on a solid rock, God's truth. And we do not let our worldview be shaped by our newsfeed. So I said, my daughter's going off to, you know, college next year. I don't know if she'll go. She's probably not going to go. No, she's most likely not going to go away, but she's going to go to college. She's going to be a full-blown adult. I said to her, you know what? We're in this transition time right now where we have to sort of let you do things, let you, you know, start to walk that walk. Transfer our faith is not what we're doing, we're not transferring our faith to her. I told her, I said, you need to own your faith. You need to walk in it. You need to do that. I said, I will have no worry about where you go, where you go, where you work, the people you're with. If I know that you have a worldview that is based on the truth of God's word, you can go anywhere. I don't have to worry about you being influenced. I will know that you are influencing the world and you are not being influenced by the world. Right? So I say that to her as a young adult, but I say it to you wherever you are in your walk as an older adult, right? Whoever you are listening, as a mom, as a grandma, as a single woman, if you are grounded in God's word, then you can go about living in this world and make a difference. And make a difference for good and make a difference for God. Because that's really all that matters in the end. You know, sometimes I'm at this point where I say, oh, you know, I'm worried about my kids. You know, are they going to be okay? If they have God's word at the center of their life, they're going to be just fine. I don't have to worry because I know that if they're practicing Matthew 6.33, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all of these things will be given to you, all of the other things will fall into place, then they are set, right? But I say that to everyone out there. If you can keep God at the center, everything else falls into place. God is your rock and God is the one who transforms your thinking, who shapes you, who shapes your thinking. You know, Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, right? We don't want to be conformed to this world. We don't want to let this world shape us. We want our minds to be renewed by him. And how do we do that? By getting in his word, thirsting for it, being a student of it. Don't just read it to check it off your list. Be a student of it, a lover of God's word, and then live it out. And the world can't touch you because you've got God at the center of everything. I hope that that encourages you today. I hope that this podcast, you know, sometimes I feel like I've said this before a million times, but you know what? This is something that I really have been thinking about in all different aspects lately, whether it's with raising teenagers or just in our own lives. I think it is so important in the world we live in, especially as a homeschooling mom. This even affects homeschoolers. Um, That's a whole nother episode, but I've talked about this a lot when I speak at homeschooling conventions. You know, homeschoolers, we want to do well for our kids and what we're ending up doing is getting tossed to and fro because we're listening to all these voices. 
So when we are focused on God's word, it makes it so much easier to discern everything else. I hope that that encourages you today. I never want you to come on and listen to my podcast and feel that it was you know, depressing and negative and I didn't give you a solution. So yes, this world is hard. Yes, these things are happening. This um, information overload, you know, these Facebook feeds and Instagram feeds and everybody has an opinion, but we do have the solution. We have the hope and we have the solution in Jesus. So my goal is to always point you to Jesus. If you ever feel that you're listening to me, you're reading something I wrote, you're following my page, and it is not doing that for you, please unfollow. And I mean that. I only want you to um, be benefited by anything that I say or write. And that benefit would only be to point you to Jesus. So thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, Until the next time, I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. I wish you blessings and joy.